Welcome to another episode of the Aesthetic Coaches Corner. My name is George Scandalis, and we are here with another exciting episode. This one, I don't know if it's going to get spicy, but we're going to learn all the stuff we want to learn on events, especially for this time of year. The do's and don'ts of it. Do's and don'ts. I can't even say that. Do's and don'ts of events. But learning is going to be coming from our top coaches in the industry. We've got Nick and Steph Tverdick. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Doing excellent. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> is that an indication of how this is going to go? I feel like I caught you guys off guard. Like, uh, what are we doing here? Who are, are you, we? Are, are you two still digesting your turkey dinner from the weekend? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> Oh, the trip, wow. the tryptophan is still heavy in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> and to learn more about that, please message Nick directly. Time we've got the bitchin' beautician Lisa Krause. How you doing, girly? Hello, hello. I'm doing so good. This is my this is my week weekly highlight is getting to see you guys, and I love this topic. I am an events fan and have done many many over the years work them plan them so this i am jazzed for this topic oh i love that well i'm moderating the topic is my professional husband mr nathan strom from the revenue doctors what's going on nate i don't need to moderate it anymore because you brought the topic up (laughs) well you're just going to control the conversation so nick doesn't talk too much (laughs) you can talk wow wow. nick don't put up with that shit come on (laughs) You need to fight back here. This is this is two episodes in a row that you guys have been having a crack at each other. Is this is there something have, going it's on here? Because we have a crush on each other. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what we do when we have a crush. We just this is how we flirt. Right? <laughs> we we were in we were in New York um, a, a few week a few weekends ago. It, it was fun. It was a good <laughs> yeah. He made me have... drink, Nathan. I don't I drink. Know. He made me drink. How, how fun was it, Nick? I'm sorry? How fun was it? Scale of zero. It, 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 you know, it was fun, but it was hysterical because he is I a lightweight. No, 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 no. No, no, no. He's he's good. <laughs> no, I definitely missed that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let, let's get let's get going. Um, event do's and don'ts. I'm going to start the timer now, and you know what? I'm going to throw my business partner under the bus, George oh, Scandalis. You can you can you can start it off. So I I love events, and at the same time, I hate events because you know I think events for somebody like me that likes to be different, you have to do something different. You have to, you have to be exciting. You have to be. You know, you can't just have another, oh, I'm doing an open house event and I'm going to have some specials and I'm going to go get my sandwiches and cookies from Costco and I'm going to have some light refreshments. Boring. I want to come to your event and I want to be wowed. So I don't necessarily need to be wowed by discounts. They help events. People come event shopping for discounts. I hate that, but I want to come to your event. I want to feel, you know, like I'm part of something special, that I'm experiencing something special, that I'm watching a treatment happen that I never thought I would ever watch in my life. Like maybe somebody getting their lips done or maybe somebody getting uh, neuromodulators or a, a RF microneedling or even laser hair removal because I've been thinking about it for years, but I don't really know what it's like. I also like people to experience treatment. So 
if I'm hosting an event and somebody wants to be, you know, get some laser hair removal done at the event, maybe I'm doing, you know, spot treatments for everybody there. I don't know. I'm something different. But your event has to be special. You want the people coming to your event to be made to feel special, all the while educating them, letting them know what you offer and how you offer it, showing off your staff, your Mm -hmm. place, your technology, your skincare, your protocols and procedures like our last episode. You want to be able to show off all the greatness that makes you you and why people should be coming to your business, say, versus someone else's. This is an opportunity to show off. Events are great um, for that. And if you've created something special, it's naturally going to become special. But don't do just an event because, oh, we got to do a holiday event. Everyone's doing it. And you do it with like a budget of like 200 bucks. That. Reach out to your vendors. Call your vendors. Say, I want to throw an amazing event. I want to cover it on social media. I want people to be here and be excited. Talk to them about partnership. How can they support you to make this one of the best events of the year? And do it in a way that your staff is excited, your customers are excited, and that it becomes an annual thing. People look forward to it. We talk all the time about um, our friend Zaki Taher, Nathan. His event is huge and i've never even been to it and i want to go every single year because of all the great things i've heard about it so there's not a lot of don'ts i think don'ts don't make it boring and don't make it all about sales but more so about having people experience your brand and what you have to offer and then put a bit of a hook in there make a call to action so you do make some sales as well those are my do's and don'ts I think I've covered most of what I have to say, but it takes a lot of work and a really good team to put an event together. I think that's another thing. Like it it can't just be one person. You need a support system for a good event. Thank you, George. You're welcome. Lisa Krause, the bitching beautician. I am such a huge fan. So I, there's lots of do's and there's lots of don'ts. So I might not stick to the, the three do's, three don'ts. Um, so when it comes to, uh, I'm going to start with do's. I love events, um, prepping your team for the event and having team training for an event, an absolute must. You love need it. to start planning these events weeks in advance. So your team needs to be trained. And I know that um, George and Nathan do this. I know I do this uh, as a specialty of going in and training the team before the event happens. You need to know um, what your goals are, what your outcomes are, what your profit margins are. When you can't just say, let's throw everything on 15% off. You got to have a plan and you got to know what those numbers are and what your targets are. So you got to know a budget for the event. And like George said, it can't be a couple hundred bucks. Um, it, you, you need to have a good budget and you need to have something to work with. And so you also need to know your capacity. So I know people throwing events that are like, well, I hope we can get like, I don't know, 250 people. Okay, well, think that through. Can you host 250 people? Can you have a flow of 250 people? What happens when everybody goes to check out at once? Do you have enough room at the till? Do you have enough people working the till? Because what will happen is you'll have a line up the size of the block, and then people get buyer's remorse when they're standing in line, and they then they're like, okay, I don't need all this shit, and they're talking each other out of it. So you need to know your capacity. Then you need to... In giving yourself lead time, you need to decide, who am I going? Am I putting this on social media? 
Okay, well, okay, what if 400 people RSVP? What are you going to do then? Or are you going to or you're going to look at it and you're going to say, okay, I'm going to hit my top 25 people and I'm going to hit my, you know, or are you going to put it on Eventbrite? You need to control the capacity. Um, another thing that's a do, the best time to have an event is after mid-month payday on a Thursday-ish. So when you hit Never have it at the beginning of the month. That's when everybody's bills are due, rent, mortgages. The, statistically, the most disposable income you will have is mid-month, right after mid-month payday. And so, and if you're booking vendors, you're going to want some of these vendors book, I know for myself, I would book a year in advance to help someone with an event because that's when everybody wants their event. And then you've got events competing because they're all at the same time. So know your, your time frames on when you want to book this. So some don'ts, again, to echo George, don't have this be a throw together. There's too many people doing great events. Yours will look like shit. I trust me. And people will talk about it. And if you're, if you're not going to have the lead time, you're not going to have the budget. Don't do the fucking event because it's not going to it's not going to be good. Um, then you're going to make sure that all staff are involved and all staff are on deck. Nobody can be taking vacation or have this be optional. You are working together as a team. You're going to pull this off as a team because then it's going to be, OK, well, what's going to happen from the you know financial side of this? What are people going to get? Uh, like staff members. Okay. So are we splitting, you know, some incentive on this event? Okay. Well, what if so-and-so wasn't there? How do we split it? So you want to make sure all hands are on deck. Then you want to look at, don't forget about RSVP. You need to know what your budget is and how much food you're going to, if you just throw it out there and you don't have any RSVP, like, okay, so how do you know what you're going to need for food? How do you know what you're going to need for anything? If you don't have an RSVP, then you can plan better. And then- For me, I do not like having patients being treated. I like demos. So demos are different. Patients being treated the day of stops the flow of the treatment of of the event. So if you're going to say, well, you can get a treatment today. I'll just close this door and we'll quickly do your disport. That doesn't work. And another thing with demos you want to be very careful of is you want to make sure that you Um, I've been at events where if you're letting someone, if you're letting a crowd of people watch, uh, you do injectables or disport or anything like that. Horrific. I've had people faint in like watching. (laughs) It's the shit. There's nothing that will kill your practice more or kill your event is if you have a fainter and then everybody's like, Oh my God, then you're in panic mode. So if someone's standing there faints, and they don't tell you. All of a sudden, it's like I don't feel very good. <laughs> it's the worst. It's panic mode, and everybody's freaking out. Or if the patient faints, that's even worse. Because, or if you hit a vessel, and all of a sudden hold you on. pull the hold up. on the the person doing the injecting fainted. Well, no, no. <laughs> Professional suicide. No, the the person watching. In the room, there's a crowd of people. <laughs> Some bugger faints and takes the rest of them down, or someone sees the sight of blood because you never know when you pull out a needle from doing disorder filler if there's going to be blood. And then the patient faints. It is a nightmare. I'm telling you right now, demos fine. Patients getting treatments, be careful. And then, everyone, everyone sit on the floor and have their back up against yeah, the every, wall. Exactly. Everyone takes some we're, news. We're everyone, about to jab someone. <laughs> yeah, it is a nightmare. So, and then don't have, if you're doing an event from like 
like one o'clock till eight o'clock or whatever your event time is going to be, you need to make sure that you can fit the patients that you've got in that amount of time. And so when you look at that, don't book patients that day. If you're doing a one to seven, there's so much prep that needs to be done on that day. Don't book patients. Clinic can run late. The last thing you want to do is host an event where you're trying to impress people and you're running behind. I could talk forever on this. Events are my heart and soul favorite. Never do an open house or a walkthrough gala. Always make it a purchasing event because what will happen is people are going to come. They're going to want the goodie bag and the loot bag and they're going to be tire kickers. They're going to eat all your food and they're going to buy shit all. So I'm going to wrap that up because I think I ate up the entire time of our podcast. Thank you and good night. Um, <laughs> Excellently. Like I can't. I, love it, I, I want love to be at the event where somebody passes out. Yeah, well, come to our event. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's go down to the let's go down to the power couple, and I saved you guys. I saved you guys for last for a particular reason because before we got on the pod you were saying that you know how to throw very good parties, but not so much good events. So, so, so tell us about your do's and don'ts for events. And I- no, I mean, we throw great parties slash events. We are still perfecting, turning them into revenue generating events. So, I mean, we pull out all the stops, we get a DJ, we get a bartender, we get food, wow. we have, we get the ice cream truck from down the street. We've had a food truck before out front. You know, there's definitely good vibe. We have champagne and all this stuff. Yeah. We just haven't been very good at turning it into revenue. revenue. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always been like a client appreciation thing. And we really wanted to focus our parties always on that. The last time we put, we slapped it together. So we did all the don'ts that Lisa just said. I mean, granted we, we had DJ, it was top, top shelf, everything, good food and, and all of that. But I mean, we, we did, we did okay. We, we made some revenue on it, but we threw it together last minute. So we didn't have the foot traffic because we're, we average right around 150 to 180 people in our past parties that would just roll through throughout the day uh, of our party, which is great. So we're really good at uh, Well, I think I would just say listening to Lisa and knowing our experience with trying to throw events on our own, she's absolutely right. Like you definitely need to take the time, spend the time to plan. You need to RSVP. I mean, I got into a huge thing with the person, she was our assistant office manager and she couldn't figure out how to send out our last party's invite with an RSVP and it just wasn't working. And so literally Nick and I had no idea how many people were showing up. She's no longer with us by the way, but, um, had no idea. So it's so important. By the important. way, that's when you give somebody the boot. That's By the way, mean. if you've not listened to our past <laughs> podcast, make sure you go back and see exactly when. <laughs> no, to, but there's amazing I, things like JotForm and Eventbrite and all those sorts of applications no, you can use exactly. for us. And so yeah. I would definitely concur. It is so important to know who's coming. It's so important to take the time to plan. It's so important to think through your promotions and what you're offering and what's going to draw people in, what what they're going to be excited about. Because we definitely had patients coming in being like, I saw that you guys were going to be doing this or offering this tonight, not to do a service like Lisa said, but a promotion or or something of that nature. And that definitely brought people in. But I would say, don't, don't scam, plan it out, take the time. I love what she said about timing of the month. 
I think that's wonderful. It's genius. good information to have. It's genius. It makes sense. Um, it's something we'll certainly keep in mind in the future when we're looking at hosting an event, timing during the month. Um, but don't don't think you're just going to pull this off. You know, yeah. take the time because you don't like she said. You don't want to be the one that has the shitty party, right? And then people are talking about it. <laughs> Can I ask a question though? Because like listening to what, and, and I want the coaches to answer this. And I know I'm not moderating Nathan, but this one's an important one because you and I together have been at events, Nathan, where we've seen what didn't work, but like listening to what Nick and Steph have planned as an event, right? Okay. I mean, those are the kind of events I want to go to. Yeah. They're like, they're, they've got the ice cream truck. They've got the bongo players. They've got the DJ, the top line food, the finger foods. They've got the girls dancing from the ceiling, you know, like <laughs> they've done all that unique stuff. What is it? Cause I've been at events where they've done all that stuff. And I've been at events where they haven't done all that stuff, but the events necessarily where they haven't done all that stuff are selling like, you know, $200,000 in one day and yes. other events where they've done that stuff. They're only selling a thousand bucks. What do you guys feel makes the difference in the events that make a lot of sales? Because I think events are about sales. Like they're not really just client depreciation. Yeah. And anyone who says that they are is selling you, you know, people. So what is it about the events that really do make those big sales? Like, what do you think the difference is? I, I haven't been able to figure it out. So I think in my opinion, there's two, two things you should be looking to achieve from an event and, uh, the first one, and it's not the priority, but the first one is to create a community. So, like you're cre- you, you're you're hosting the event to create a community around your clinic, so people feel warm and fuzzy when they come in. They love being in your clinic, and it gives them an opportunity to talk to other patients about devices or technology or stuff that they've done in your clinic. That's really really important, but it's not the it's not the most important priority. The most important priority is to make sales, and I think. Sometimes when your event can be too elaborate, the focus is more sh- so on the show and not the, the the packages that you're selling. So I think it's really easy to get away from pr- uh, making the packages the, the the front and center instead of if you'd like bring in a live band. Well, the live band's going to be very distracting, isn't it? Or if you bring in say like an ice cream truck, that might be distracting patience for what they're actually here to be be in the clinic for so that's my kind of five cents from that i i I appreciate that because i think that that is a nice focal point like the focus should be on the packages and what we offer i i just haven't been able to crack the code i've seen events that do really really well and then other ones that don't and i'm like i don't understand why this was a flop so lisa so i think it comes down to qualified leads you need to know what you need your database of you know, who am I inviting to this event? And that's where it comes down to the event planning and what is our goal. And so I think you can have an, a, a patient appreciation and you can do it where it's not super sales focused. You all obviously, you know, want to, uh, that would be for your top 20 people or your top 15 or 10, where you do an all out just to say, thank you for your business. That to me is a patient appreciation. It's not like 250 people over four days or whatever. You can appreciate your patients in a certain way and have that be a totally different event and do something completely different for that VIP club that is spending like, you know, what they paid for their house on on their skin and body treatments. So I think that is a different event, but I think really looking and focusing on qualifying those leads. So that's where you have, you know, I, I love quarterly events. 
quarterly purchasing events, and then you decide on what you're going to feature at that event. So is this going to be uh, an all across the board? We're going to have some skincare sales. We're going to have some laser sales. We're going to have some, or is this a targeted, we are doing a Potenza launch and we are going to formulate all of our, um, you know, our theme is going to be this, but we are going to target our demographic on who would be good to have a Potenza. So it's looking at qualified leads and planning out what you want for an outcome of that event. Ladies and gentlemen, please hire Lisa Krause to do your yeah, event. hundred <laughs> percent. Right there. Lisa, you're getting all my event referrals. I'll come work them. I'll consult. I'll make the sales, but you can do all the planning, baby. I'm sending you out everywhere. <laughs> I, love I love you bitches. You're my favorite. You're my best bitches. I love so, you. So just before I finish it as the moderator, I'm just going to add my five cents in here. So uh, I'm going to start with don't. So don't give up on your events too early. So if your events aren't succeeding at first, don't give up on them. Just refine them and keep working at them because we talked about Dr. Zaki Taha, George. His event is crazy massive. It's a three-day event. It's a massive gala. Everyone knows about it in Canada, but he started from somewhere, right? It didn't start like that. He's built that over the years of experience and the years that he's been around in the clinic. Um, don't be scared to host small specialized events where you're inviting maybe just 10 to 15 patients, but really well-qualified patients. And maybe it's a group of people that know each other, like a bridal party or a group of friends, because then you can get really intimate around discussing certain things in your clinic. And sometimes those events can be very, very profitable right. with and low maintenance. You're not having to invest as much because it's only 10 to 15 people. And you could still make 10 to 20 grand or 30 grand on the night if you do it really, really well. Um, and again, like Lisa said, don't be scared to host events for certain technology or certain things. Like maybe you brought a new skincare line in. Highlight that technology or that skincare line and make that the main focus as well. Because that's a good way to not sort of like cannibalize your sales for the next six months, right, with people just loading up on discounted deals. The do's, I'm a big fan of doing events on a Thursday night because I think Thursday night's kind of like the night of the week where people are looking forward to the weekend, but they don't have any social plans committed to. Um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, people are just trying to survive the week, especially if they have kids. Um, another do, reward your staff the next day by taking it easy the next day and not having a ridiculous amount of patients booked, I like to do a training day. Reward them by bringing maybe a supplier in that you've flown in for the event and do a morning of training and give them the afternoon off because after an event, people are absolutely exhausted and washed off your feet. Um, and the other do is when you do a prize draw, rig that prize draw and give it to a patient that's looks after you and you're going to get some benefit from it. Cause you know, they're going to keep spending in your clinic. That's so unfair. I know, but I hate the fact when you do a prize draw and it goes to someone who's just come in to kick tires and they're going to take that free skincare or that package and they're never going to be in your clinic again. So, I think that's so illegal. Nathan's saying caller number nine is always caller number nine. Correct. Correct. And I am, I am, a hundred percent in every price drop done. I read that. <laughs> I feel. I feel like right after we get off this episode, Nathan's going to be like, "Guys, should I have not said that?" Shit? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm 
I am here to give people the best advice I can, and I truly believe that, and that is what I do, and I'll put my hand on my heart about it. I might regret saying that after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I am a prize draw arsehole. There we go. (laughs) Here's what I got out of this episode to wrap it all up. Hire Lisa to do your events. Jason doesn't always operate ethically, but he operates in the best interest of your clinic at all times. Nick and Steph to verdict throw the best bomb-ass parties, but now they've got Lisa to help them to make their parties a successful sales event. And as far as I'm concerned, do not forget to rely on your partnerships and your vendors. They are there and have a budget to help support you for your events and make it special and make sure they have representation there. They're going to help you with sales. They're going to help you with consulting. They're going to be experts in that field. So um, for all advice, events, holiday shopping, anything to do with this time of year, we've got a coach for everything. So all you got to do is reach out to us. I know Deloitte that monitors, you know, raffles and prizes right now is having a little bit of a heart attack with Nathan Strom, but you know, that's what we do. We coach you honestly 100% of the time. Don't forget to listen to all of our episodes as we come to a close for the end of the year soon. Only a few more weeks and then we'll be in 2023. So we've got some good episodes coming up about how to make sure you succeed in 2023. And we've got some big surprises with the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter in 2023. So you got to make sure you follow us on our social channels. Do not forget, at Nathan Strom, at The Revenue Doctors, at the bitchin' beautician, at Nick Tavertic and at Steph Tavertic, and of course my own at the underscore skin <laughs> underscore guy. Now, can I just clarify? Is it Steph Tavertic or Stephanie Tavertic on social? Stephanie, it's we're switching our social anyway. So, wow, see, they're already rebranding for 2023. Do not be left behind. Lead by example. Have a good night, day, evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is, and thank you for listening to the Aesthetic Coaches Corner.